0: What's going on guys? Welcome back to the Fat Pratt Chat. Today we're going to discuss two wrongs and a right as it relates to approaches to fitness. And these are comments that are made pretty frequently by members or people that I've spoken with in regards to them wanting to start their fitness journey, for lack of a better term. And some people that I've spoken with kind of venture to one end of the spectrum where it's, let's go all in, let's go hardcore, Let's make this happen fast, and while others are seemingly dismissive of the importance of exercise and nutrition, and I guess intuitively consider it such an overhaul that it's not worth even trying. So we'll talk about those two approaches and then we'll talk about what I think is the right approach, the third approach. First I wanted to point out that this past weekend I watched an entire football game for the first time I think in a very long time on television. And you forget how big of a time investment that is. But if you decide that you're going to watch a football game, which for those of you that do, for, for those of you that watch football all day on a Sunday, three-hour time investment, well, you have the one o'clock games, you have the four o'clock games. And then if you watch Sunday Night Football too, you're investing nine hours into football on a Sunday. Then never mind if you watch College Football too, or if you watch Thursday night, Monday night. And I'm not saying that's a bad thing. That's how a lot of people... Like to spend their Sunday, uh, especially when it's their day off of work. But for for the last twelve or thirteen years, I haven't even really thought about this much. But just sitting there watching football for a few hours, like you know, there are a lot of things that I probably could have gotten done in these last three hours that would have been more productive than watching this football game. But that being said, I feel more invested in the playoffs this year than I have in forever. Now, I'm a Jets fan. I think most of you, I don't have much to look forward to in the playoffs when it comes to being a Jets fan. But this year, I am very excited for the Detroit Lions. And when I was very young, my, the first book I read, or at least the first non-Dr. Seuss book, was a biography on Steve Young that I was obsessed with. Steve Young was a lefty. I'm a lefty. We, were, we both had great throwing arms. Just kidding. I didn't, didn't quite ever become the quarterback that he did. But I fell in love with the whole Steve Young, Jerry Rice, Deion Sanders, Ricky Waters was their running back, and they won the Super Bowl the year I read that book, which I must have been, I don't know, maybe seven years old. But the year I read that book, they won the Super Bowl. So I was like instantly in love with the 49ers. So I still have a close number two in the 49ers. And I would love to see a Super Bowl one day between the Jets and Niners. But point being, it was great to watch football this past Sunday. For those of you that unwind on a Sunday and watch six to nine hours of football. Wow. I am super impressed. And th- that probably was me in college. You know, we, would go to, we would go to the local Applebee's and get, at the time, 25 cent wings. And I, I think we would watch a game at, at the house, a game at the bar. But yeah, I, my perspective on time is so different now that just sitting there for that one game and watching the game for three hours, I was getting fidgety and wondering like, what are all the things that I could have actually done I send a staff loom every a loom video to the staff every Sunday, just going over my thoughts in the last week, and I didn't do it this past Sunday. I sent it to them Monday morning, and those were one of the things. It's like instead of sending the staff the loom video that you do every Sunday, you decided to watch football, w- which is okay. It was good to unwind for a few hours and legitimately watch a football game. All right, so getting back to the wrongs and rights here of fitness. Wrong number one. The quote here. And this is coming up because I had a couple of people say these two things, and I laughed to myself. There were maybe a couple of days apart these conversations, but it was like there's such polarizing comments, and I'm just I'm trying to I'm trying to make people know that there's probably a middle ground between these two approaches that are on complete opposite ends of the spectrum, and are either misinformation. That They have of how they should be in their approach to fitness or just a story they tell themselves to let themselves off the hook to actually start exercising more or eating better. But either way, I think there's a better approach that could be more sustainable. It could be better in regards to results. And if more people are exposed to that, I wonder if it will help more people. All right. So wrong approach to fitness. Number one, I don't want to stress out over what I'm eating and starve myself. I don't want to go crush myself in the gym. I'm not trying to be in a swimsuit magazine. I want to enjoy my life. Now, this quote probably bothers me a little bit more than the other one. But I think a lot of people, it bothers me internally because I'm like, I I believe that you can start to do some stuff. And I feel like you've decided that you don't want to. But I, I do think a lot of this quote is misinformation. I think it's seeing people in certain gyms being laid out on the floor. I think it's hearing about certain diets that are unsustainable. I think it's about, people will think about, will say things like this when they see somebody or know somebody that is hardcore. Oh, my son goes to the gym seven days a week for 90 minutes a day, and that's just unreasonable. And they think that that hard-ish core approach is the standard, and that's normal, and that's what's expected if you start exercising and it doesn't bother me that like the person doesn't bother me that saying it it's the situation of the situation we have put ourselves in as an industry to have such a high percentage of people think along these lines and think that hardcore is essential to starting your fitness and trying to achieve fitness goals and thinking that the only way that you can achieve these goals is to be hardcore and if you're not hard hardcore it will, it will. If you're not hardcore, then you can't achieve that result. And if you can't achieve that result, then why even start? Wrong approach number two, I need to to lose 30 pounds really fast. I'll work out twice a day. I'll do intermittent fasting and then I'll eat two or three meals, probably 300 calories a piece, or I'll do a water fast and I won't eat for a full day. Things like this, I I think this approach is harder to change this person's mind. I found it very challenging to talk this person off of the ledge of being hardcore once they have stated that's what they want to do. And I think it's normal to say, like, I have a goal, I want to accomplish the goal, and I want to accomplish the goal fast, and I'm willing to push through pain to get there. But as we've commented on many times, once you push through that pain, life goes on. And if, you, if your new behavior isn't your norm behavior then you will probably go right back to what you were doing. And if you go back to what you were doing, you will go right back to where you were. But I have found that this approach with many people has been tougher to convince that they should not do this. They're like, let's do something more sustainable. Let's try to, you want to achieve 30 pounds, that's great. Maybe let's try to lose five in the next month. And then maybe let's try to repeat that six times over. They're like, oh no, I'm not waiting six months to lose 30 pounds. I have it set in my head that I'm going to lose 30 pounds in the next six weeks, eight weeks. And this is how I'm going to do it. And uh, it, the, the world of put your head through the wall mentalities exists in a lot of things. Unfortunately, fitness, nutrition, health probably shouldn't be one of them. If you have a deadline at work and you have to get something done in seven days, it's a huge project and you have a lot to do. Maybe you should only sleep for three hours a night for the next week to make sure everything gets done and t's are crossed and eyes are dotted. But that, unfortunately, there is no deadline when it relates to health and fitness. There is no, let me get to this. I'll do anything. I'll do anything and everything I possibly can in the next 21 days, 30 days, 45 days. And once I get to my deadline, I'm good. I can let my foot off the gas and get over. My project's done. My boss is impressed. I get my raise. That is unfortunately not how fitness works at all. And uh, what's a good metaphor from a work perspective that plays to that. Probably something along the lines of you, you do this, you get your work done, you get your project done by your deadline and the boss turns around to you and says, okay, great, I need another one next week. Now what? Now you're gonna burn the candle at both ends for another seven days. And then after that, then you're like, okay, now I'm good. Now I hit my deadline. Now I'm gonna get my raise. And the boss says, actually, I need another one. Seven days from now. And then, after you do three or four of those one week projects, the boss turns around and pretty much says, Hey, what? Like, all of these projects you're doing, they're almost like way too good. Like, we, you didn't have to put in nearly as much time and effort into this to have put together a great project. I appreciate the effort, but you didn't really have to do all this. So now we're going to need another project next week. But why don't you have a more sustainable strategy in terms of time invested into this project? to make it very high quality, but it doesn't really have to be this perfect because as your boss, I want, you, I want to let you know that perfection is not sustainable. So the fact that you haven't seen your spouse or your kids for the last four weeks to do each of these one-week projects, and you've been in the building working seven days a week, 20 hours a day, it's not sustainable. So let's try to figure out a more sustainable approach to this, and let's start with your schedule and start with your behavior. And uh, let's make sure your family gets to see you every once in a while. Ironically, the approach to number one, the I don't want to stress out over eating and working out, these people with the wrong approach number one probably see the people with the approach of wrong number two, which is I need to lose 30 pounds fast, which makes people with the wrong approach number one less likely to want to even do this because they probably hear people say that they did these things in wrong person number two scenarios. Now, if you're the type of person that says, I don't want to stress out over what I'm eating, I don't want to stress out over my nutrition or or the gym, and then you have a friend that says, oh yeah, I went on this crazy diet and I worked out twice a day, and that friend ended up gaining their weight afterwards. If you are wrong person approach number one, we should have given these people a name. If we are wrong person approach number one, you're probably thinking to yourself, why would I go be hardcore? Why would I go do that if afterwards it doesn't even stay off. I achieved this result. I worked my butt off for six weeks and then two weeks later I was right back to what I was six weeks prior. Why would I even do that? It's not even worth it to go all out and be hardcore. Why would I do that? when it's a, For six weeks I get compliments because I'm moving in the right direction and then I reach my 30 pound weight loss goal but then I gain 30 pounds back over the next two months. It happens every single time. So the person that says, I don't want to stress out over this, look at what this person just went through. This person just starved themselves for six weeks. They went to the gym for two hours a day. They were going for nighttime runs. And after six weeks, they reached their goal. Now they're right back to what they were. So how is that even worth it? So what's the right approach would probably be something in the middle of those two, which is I would love to start doing more than I currently am. How do I exercise more and how do I eat a little bit better than right now? And that's, it's as simple as that. How do I do a little bit more? How do I push myself a little bit harder? How do I eat a little bit better? How do I improve on one meal? How do I make one meal higher in protein and lower in calories? Just one. What could I do when I go out to dinner on a Friday or Saturday night to make that meal a little bit less calorie heavy, to make that meal a little bit more protein friendly? How do I reduce my alcohol intake just a little bit from Friday to Sunday? What are some little things that I could do? That's not overwhelming. I don't have to go out with my friends and say, guys, no alcohol here, and I'll take the grilled chicken. Don't use any butter. Vegetables, give me some broccoli, give me some chicken, and give me extra water. You don't have to go out and do that on a Saturday, but if you currently have two drinks, maybe you have one. If you usually have an appetizer and an entree, maybe you have just an appetizer or an entree. If you don't drink any water at dinner, start having a glass of water between your alcoholic beverages. Have a Diet Coke instead of a drink to start. Start your meal off with a Diet Coke and a water before you even start drinking alcohol. None of those should seem crazy overwhelming, especially when you compare them to a water fast or a a juice cleanse or a zero-carbohydrate diet. And in regards to the gym, how do I do a little bit more than what I do right now? If you don't exercise, uh, I shouldn't say gym because there's other ways to exercise besides going to a gym. But if you do, if you currently don't exercise, What can you do to exercise one day a week or two days a week? If you currently don't walk a ton, how how do you start walking more? If you currently don't do any resistance training, what are two or three exercises that you could do one or two days per week for a total duration of 30 to 60 minutes and get get yourself moving in the right direction? So wrong approach to summarize all this, wrong approach number one, oh, I don't even wanna think about it. Exercise is, it's too hard, I'm gonna get hurt. I don't want to stress out over that. I don't want to crush myself. I'm going to be sore for three weeks. I'm going to be laying on the ground. I'm going to be throwing up. Probably not with the right approach. Oh, I don't want to even think about. I don't want to stress out over what I'm eating. I'll just eat whatever I want. No big deal. Live life. There's probably some things that you could easily tweak that don't induce a ton of stress that would be super helpful. Wrong approach number two. I need to lose 30 pounds fast. I don't know if you want to lose 30 pounds fast and gain 30 pounds back fast and you can do that and you can make life way harder for yourself for the next six weeks. You don't have to exercise twice a day. You don't have to starve yourself. You don't have to go on a juice cleanse. You don't have to eat 300 calorie meals two times a day. You don't have to eat 1000 calories a day for the next four weeks. And you, if you're not going to be able to sustain it, if you have an end date to the diet, then chances are... It's probably not going to be something that you stick to beyond that or at least closely to it. And you're probably going to end up gaining the weight back. The right approach. Do a little bit more than right now. And that is it. Just do a little bit more than right now. Exercise a little bit more than you currently are. Maybe push yourself a little bit harder than you currently are. Eat a little bit better. Alter one meal. I I think if there was one thing that I would... Uh, heavily leverage my efforts to when it comes to nutrition, it is your worst meal. A lot of people will say, oh, my cheat meal, like I love my cheat meal and I'll just eat better throughout the week and on Saturday. that That's not a wrong approach. But personally, if I go out on a Saturday night and I'm at a restaurant, it is very easy for me to eat 3,000 calories and leave completely stuffed. I'm like, would my time have been any worse if I ate 1,800 calories instead of 3,000? I could have saved myself 1,200 calories and I probably would have had just as good of a time. Did I need to finish the entire appetizer and did I need cake after dinner? Probably not. Would I have enjoyed myself just as much? Would I have been slightly less full? Which probably would have been better. Like, did I need to leave the restaurant so full that I had to unbutton my pants? Probably not. So hopefully this was helpful. If you guys have any questions, Feel free to send me an email or shoot me a text or give me a call. But that is it for today. The fitness, two wrongs and a right. Peace.